Welcome to Pure Health Podcast. Your weekly guide on how to live a healthy whole food life. Where two clinical nutritionist sisters, Kirsty and Nicole, talk about their experience in the clinic looking into gut health, women's health and weight loss. Plus, unfiltered banter behind the scenes of work, life and play. Welcome back, guys. Hello, I do this stupid voice every single time. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. welcome. Guys. Two weeks less, or less than two weeks, especially when you guys listen to this on Wednesday. A week and a half left. A week and a half left off work for the year. Well, I feel bad for any of those people that don't really take much of a break off over Christmas. But Mm. still, nonetheless, we all get, most of us get Christmas Day off, apart from obviously people that are like um, nurses and things like that. But I think everyone, like we're both, like we were just talking about, we're like, we don't big size, Mm. like, We were like, well, obviously we want to keep things always really, really real on here with you guys and be like, because it's nice to be relatable, but then we also don't want to be like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> we don't want to be negative either. We want to be uplifting, make you guys feel good. So we're like trying to keep a balance of like, not that we're in a bad mood, but Nicole and I just both like. <laughs> we're just, we've got the Monday blues to be completely yeah. honest. No, I think, yeah. Like even Everyone like around at this time of the year as well, like you kind of hit your tolerance sometimes yeah. with whatever it is with work or yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Everyone's a bit more tired. Even like I decided last night, I can't believe I'm admitting this on here, but I decided that because I had Sunday blues, I don't usually get Sunday blues, but I was just like, oh, I just can't be bothered with this week. <laughs> so I made myself a gin in this. So actually my weekly share was these really nice, what are they called? These margarita mixes. They're non-alcoholic. Non-alcoholic margarita mixes. You just started to make, make it, it alcoholic. <laughs> I know. I came home from a walk, like going for a wholesome walk with Bella and then Kirsty had like this fucking two-litre <laughs> wine glass full of that and made me an afro. I was like, shush. Yeah, they're called Naked Life margaritas and they do G&Ts and stuff. But anyway, I posted mm. on Instagram not pretending that it was non-alcoholic but I just didn't state. I was just trying to inspire people to be alcohol-free. But meanwhile, I was just like, <laughs> you know what? I need a gin tonight. Meanwhile, you're getting pissed. Nah, just just had a gin. No. I did get drunk really easily after like one drink. I made when I made we made spicy margs last week. I felt drunk after one. Yeah, your tolerance when you don't drink anymore. I haven't drunk in ages. Mm. It's like one of my does. clients. She's like, Kirsty, I'm too piss fit at the moment. Help me. I'm like, that's dull. I can't help you with that. <laughs> I'm too piss fit. Oh dear. Um. So today we thought we would talk about a very very um relatable. No, a very yeah relatable, especially this. Not- time of the year relatable topic about fatigue fatigue yep so we'll talk about that today and why you are so fatigued all the underlying Mm. drivers um but yeah and i thought if you guys for anyone at the moment like i feel like it's a big trend or big topic at the moment for us in clinic is like um people obviously overthinking things around the festive season body confidence like Mm. over and like feeling like they're overindulging and then feeling guilty for it but like literally go listen to not our most recent episode the one actually it touches on that the most recent episode episode four Mm. but episode three as well um how to navigate the festive season um will help you through that as well if you guys are struggling a bit at the moment Mm -hmm. um as well um before we get stuck in any any Weekly update shares, anything interesting? Um, look, you know what we were talking about before actually is just the importance, this sounds a bit boring, but the importance of like a nighttime routine mm. and switching off. Like yes, and I are obsessed with the OC oh, at the moment. so good. And my boyfriend's become obsessed with it too. <laughs> He's turning into a bloody chick. Because don't um, reckon this is really fun. I don't know if we've said this one before, but I don't know if you guys can relate to this. Yeah, we spoke Boy, about it in the podcast. Do we? The boys in estrogen. No, no, oh. no. 
if boys have grown up with a sister, they'll always watch chick flicks. And if they've grown up with only brothers, they yeah. won't. So, like, when Scotty goes away, because Scotty just won't watch a chick flick with me at all. And then yeah. when um, Nicole, oh, I was going to call you Bob. <laughs> Bob's boyfriend's here. Nicole. I made a pack with Nicole. Like, I call her Bob, but I made a pack with her that I only ever call her Bob. It's actually the worst name anyone. I don't call her Bob in have. our professional world. Anyway, I'm being massively <laughs> ADHD today. Um, what was I talking about? Scotty doesn't watch. Yeah, he won't Netflix. watch Netflix with me, but Elliot will. So when Scotty goes away, the three of us have like the best <laughs> marathon of like all chick flicks every week. <laughs> so good. We're obsessed with OC at the moment. It's actually so good. Just for like, I love, this is like a format. I think I talked about it last week with the podcast, but anything that can keep you in the moment and not on your phone, not thinking Mm -hmm. about 50 million things in the past or the future, Mm -hmm. you're winning. Like that is a form of active meditation Mm -hmm. and the OC does that for me. It makes me stop thinking about work. Sometimes, you know, work is stressful. mindless like things to listen to or to watch, especially like after a hectic day at work. I don't understand how people watch like crime shows. and Yeah, I can't do it. I can't differentiate between crime shows and like real life i guess oh. my heart rate sits like 180 beats i'm per such minute. a pussy as well yeah like, same no. i can't do it anyway, and there's, there's one, meanwhile scotty like gets home from a long day at work and he watches all that stuff or he's like listening to some finance video on youtube and i'm like how do you have the brain power my my brain's checked out my little adhd bra- <laughs> brains run away and it's like let's party <laughs> gin john but Which yeah I, so have a nighttime routine and also that's not it, inclusive of alcohol i actually never usually do a sunday afternoon drink just as a disclaimer guys but also like but it's okay if you enjoy do. yourself we're human we're just getting through the end of the year so a gin on a sunday afternoon sometimes is a good idea sometimes <laughs> just do what feels good um but yeah always just prioritizing looking after yourself at night yeah. and taking the load off and then we should do an episode on morning routines. I'm a mm. that's my big big believer. Win in the like morning, a, win the day is my favorite yeah. saying. So we have like the best morning routines that we set ourselves up, and they're just non-negotiables. Because if I don't mm-hmm. do that, like I actually get a bit on edge if I don't get my morning routine in. Yeah, like if I have to yeah. go like get bloods done or something, and I don't get to do my morning yeah, routine. If you don't, it's more if you don't do exercise, you get antsy. Yeah, no, I love. That. Whereas <laughs> if I have a, I have to have a morning sleep, and I'm like, oh. No, but see, with my exercise, it can be just a walk, but I like mm. some kind of movement. Yeah, it's such a good way to start the day, even like 10 minutes. Doing yeah, a little literally. stretch is all yeah. you need to do. I don't know how people don't do it. But anyway, we'll do an episode on that. So without further ado, why am I so fatigued? Now, Nicole and I both have definitely dealt with this, sometimes deal with this still, mm. especially because it's just there's so many underlying elements with mm. fatigue. And I don't think I really – I get one in every like 100 people I see that will – like say the energy levels at a 10 out of 10 mm. and I'm always like sorry what are you okay I know Whereas, but even sometimes if they are a 10 out of 10 it's sometimes can just be well, adrenaline it's it, not yes. their actually true and it's such a thing. subjective question because then you get their bloods back and they're fucking shit <laughs> and sorry I don't know I'm swearing they're terrible <gasps> sorry we're swearing a lot today yeah sorry I've got a bit of potty mouth excuse no. us excuse um us. but yeah absolutely and like because Sometimes your body is like running off such little mm. um, like sleep and things like that. It goes into this overdrive of like it's, you're then running off adrenaline yep. to get through the day. Like yep. mums would experience that. Yes, 100%. Absolutely. 100%. So first one, which is probably the most common one. Obviously, yeah, there's so many underlying presences for all 
presences. Is that drivers. Right? Drivers, thank you. So this is everything we look into at clinic yeah. with kind of any health concern or symptom is getting to the root cause mm-hmm. and looking at the underlying drivers not for what's influencing your presenting health concerns. Not, not having just 15 coffees a day yeah. or taking, you know, other things to keep you awake or stimulated. Or if you're, yeah, if you're reliant on having, having to have a coffee every day or having to have multiple coffees a day, then maybe, but you think, you know, you feel really good. Because even like a lot of people think they're like ADHD because they can't concentrate, right? Like I hear people say this all the time when people are undiagnosed ADHD, right? But it's actually there's got a lot of like underlying drivers going on that's causing deficiencies and issues with their feet. No one can concentrate. Without your nervous systems regulating. Yeah, but if you feel like you're heavily dependent on stimulants, like you need them to get through the day, mm. then that's a good time to reassess, you know, if there's something else going on or if you're just hitting slumps at a certain time mm. of the day or especially the afternoon, that classic afternoon um, 3 p.m. slump. It's a good yeah. time to look into these underlying drivers, especially if you've been noticing the fatigue for at least, you know, one to two months and it's yep. been ongoing. Yeah. It's good to further investigate with the health professionals. So, so firstly, the most common one we see. As nutritionists, we have to get straight into nutrient deficiency. Yes, would be rude not to. Yeah. Um, so first, like I don't know what – what is the stat with iron deficiency in the world? It's, it's huge. the second most common nutrient deficiency, I believe, unless it has changed. Vitamin D is the first? No, iodine. Oh, Really? Unless I've got, I've got that the wrong way no, around. Maybe iron first. Yeah, iodine deficiency is very common as well, though. I remember learning. But yeah, so iron deficiency. I guess the most vulnerable at risk of this is women, mm-hmm. menstruating women, mm-hmm. um, due to blood loss. But then also there can be yeah many other reasons mm. that cause iron deficiency. Being on a vegan or plant based diet, even if you are eating meat, you may mm. not be absorbing your iron. Oh. So like I, to be honest with you, I don't a lot of time. Even people who come see me who are pescatarian or full mm. plant based vegan, I their bloods are the same as someone who eats meat. Yeah, so it's not just what we eat it's how we digest and absorb our food so you could be eating the most perfect diet nutrient dense diet but your blood markers might be really low because you've got further gut issues or you're not absorbing these nutrients Uh, like stress causing low stomach acid production and therefore like your stomach acid needs to be acidic to break down the outer cusp of nutrients so especially protein bound nutrients yeah. yeah yeah so things like yeah um b12 and iron calcium zinc um, mm. Obviously, calcium zinc, not so much in the energy production side of things. But, yeah, um, so, yeah, make like kind of figuring out who's more at risk and, you know, like, yeah, something we see in every day in clinic. Yeah. Um, the thing I wanted to point out or say was the fact that, you know, you might go to your healthcare prof- professional, your mm. general practitioner, and, you know, get your full work, work of bloods done. And as we always say in clinic, um, the role of a GP, generally speaking, is to keep you alive, survive, which they do an amazing job at. And then the difference between us as clinical nutritionists, we're here to make you thrive. So the reference ranges are quite different, if that makes sense. So like, it, once again, every GP has their own reference range with what they believe. You know, we work with some GPs that believe it to be a bit more like integrated, higher, mm. or yeah. So it's it's very dependent on yeah their. Mm. their opinion and advice and what they believe it should be sitting out. But, yeah, the reference ranges, especially for nutrient levels, often are so large and wide. They're huge. So like your iron stores ferritin is 30 to 200. Yeah. 
Yeah. And as long as you're sitting somewhere in that range, like you could be sitting at 30. At a population level. At a population yeah. level, then you're quote unquote fine. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I just did that. I think it's not <laughs> We've done a few posts on this on Instagram as well. It's like, have you got your bloods back and you're told everything's fine, mm. but you're still feeling mm. like crap, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's really important if you are told, yep, everything's fine, is to further look into it with a nutritionist or a naturopath. Yeah. And like just because also this is the other thing is people might go to the GP and, you know, like the GP says, yeah, you're low iron, go on iron supplementation. But just because you're taking a tablet supplement Mm. doesn't mean you're absorbing it either. So this is where Mm. like, yes, start with that trial that and then go get your bloods back. But like if it's not budging or not moving very much, this is where you also need to look into things Mm. further and figure out why. Like do you have parasites or what's going on there? Do you have like celiac disease? Yeah, there's so many like or just chronic inflammation. Yeah, Yeah, that's inhibiting the absorption of it and then the other thing i was going to say was um i um infusions are not like an answer the answer to your problems long term no yeah. they're not long term like they're a quick fix and like we're not against them like because iron does take a long time to get up if you if it's like if your ferritin stores are sitting at like and if seven. you're extremely fatigued your yeah. ferritin's really really low absolutely you you want to get it up in a quicker yeah. time frame um but that being said yeah it's not a long-term thing so we need to address why is it so low mm-hmm what are these underlying processes or drivers mm-hmm. that are affecting the absorption and uptake and then how can we maintain this for long term? Yeah. So that's the biggest things we really want to look into. But, I mean, in terms of the reference range, like Kirsty said, it sits between 30 to 200. So a lot of the time you can be told it's fine if it's sitting at 30. Yeah. And ideally we want it sitting around like um, 100. At least. Yeah. So 100, 110 is really optimal. Obviously it can be more difficult for women to achieve that depending on all these underlying processes Mm. but always you know if you're told it's fine but you're still not feeling Mm. great then always get a second opinion Mm -hmm. um for that Mm -hmm. um the other ones as well is like b12 now this one actually plays an even more no not even more but like a lot of people get their iron checked and iron worked on right but they don't look at b12 and a lot of time i find like B12 makes the most insane difference to energy mm. um, than any other nutrient. Like mm. B12 shots. Oh. <laughs> I live I, off a B12 shot. No. I Like I just have – I have a um, – Genetic. Genetic mutation on my B12 transporters when I went and got all my genes tested. So I was always low on B12 no matter like how much I consumed in my diet or supplement mm. – well, no, I supplement with it now. Um, so I got B12 shots because it was just so low and I just can't explain how good I felt after them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, B12 needs to be in the upper reference range as well. Once again, massive reference range. Like the, some labs say, you know, more than 150, more than 180 and then as long yeah. as you're above that mark. But if you're sitting at 150 or 180, you're feeling like shit. And it's suboptimally low. Yeah. Not, it's not optimal. So no. once again, thriving versus surviving. Yeah. That's what yeah. we're focusing on. Same with vitamin D. Like that's going to – and that – impairs or causes can cause fatigue as well it's part mm. of the picture so making sure that's optimum and then obviously that's so important for our immune systems anyway as well mood regulation so a lot of these nutrients are really essential for overall nervous system mm. functioning as Kirsty was talking about with concentration memory there's mm-hmm. it these nutrient deficiencies can manifest and present in so many other symptoms mm-hmm. as well so 
not only for your fatigue but overall health, well-being, how yeah. your nervous system is functioning, it's so essential for these to be optimal, yeah. not just sub-optimal. Even things like anxiety, yeah. it can honestly affect Based so everything. many. Yeah, yeah, not just your energy levels. Underlying pathways. And, yeah, if you do. But I think if anyone these days, I just seem to be on a topic of it this week, even talking mm. on Instagram, but if you feel like you have a really short attention span and you can't concentrate, like, yes, a lot of people are like, oh, maybe I should go see a psychiatrist and get diagnosed for ADHD. Like, great, yeah, you could have ADHD and it's not a bad idea. Mm. But... A lot of time people just have a lot of nutrient deficiencies or all these things going on that we're talking about today. And mm. when you make sure all of them are on point, most people can concentrate. So, mm. um, yeah, it's really worth thinking about because a lot of the time you can't concentrate because mm. of this, not because you have ADHD. Absolutely. Um, so next one. Stress. Stress. <laughs> As we were talking about at the start of this podcast, mm. I think, yeah, this time of the year everyone's probably feeling a bit more mm. and just busy schedules. But – I think just in general these days, stress is such a common thing because it, we're in living in such fast-paced lifestyles yeah. now. So we're it, constantly in this sympathetic like it, overdrive. Oh, I just I, I get full body chills. Like it literally is what drives. Like I, I'm going to put out a very profound statement here that just from based on what I say in clinic, but I reckon it drives like 90% at least of client patient issues mm. like there's some kind of manifestation that's occurring because of stress mm. um like people's gut issues and like whether it's it, Im- it impairs like your nutrient levels yeah like because like, it's obviously being stuck in that sympathetic nervous system dom- dominance is impairing you like the stomach acid production therefore but also your body's needing a lot more, more nutrients, nutrients yeah. to get through exactly yeah. um and so many things like that so this is where we find um, really supporting the adrenal glands, um, mm. you know, using things that are going to like adaptogens and things like that that support the adrenals. Mm. Also working more in a sense of um, what's the word? Um, my brain today. Like, <laughs> it's the gin last night. Um, uh, <laughs> more holistically in the sense of getting people to do like active meditation or time yeah. out, not working weekends, like having boundaries. Yeah. Um, because people just stuck like they're like another sign of like really high, like stuck in that sympathetic nervous system dominance, which I was listening to podcasts on this morning, no libido, mm. like just absolutely no burnout, burnout, like no desire for sex, like just fatigued, poor yeah. concentration, poor memory recall, low mood, low mood, like no yeah. desire to do things. Like Motivation. Just, yeah. And guys, it's insane how much of this can be fixed if you just look at the big picture Work on your diet, look at all your nutrient deficiencies, mm. your hormones, your gut health. Yeah, with stress, I mean, of course, psychologically, like how you're impacting or supporting yourself psych- psychologically is such a yeah. profound part of that. But also, yeah, your nutrients and all these different pathways are all also responsible for that stress response yeah. and required to support that. So and then diet plays a massive role with supporting your body's adrenals and stress yep. response as well. Obviously other factors like exercise, mm-hmm. meditation, lifestyle, you know, oh, there's so many, so many ways you can support it. It's not just like a one thing. It's yeah. like many pieces to the puzzle. Yeah, and you'll find generally speaking it's not one thing that quote unquote like reduces or fixes your stress mm. but it's a collective of everything. And that's the same yeah. with like most things like fatigue in general. Like it's not mm. one thing usually that fixes fatigue. Yeah. Um, and just quickly on the stress side of things because obviously it impacts the body massively and that adrenal exhaustion picture is also seeking extra support like psychological intervention. Mm. I can't explain how insane and beneficial it is to see a psychologist mm. or, oh, excuse me, it doesn't have to be a psychologist, <laughs> like a um, certified life coach, like yeah. even like just someone in that realm of things that's going to support you. Someone to speak to. Yeah. And it's like gym for your brain. 
no matter what you've been through I in think this it's lifetime, good mm. because it's becoming more normalized as well. It is like, like I see my therapist. Yeah. Like Nicole and I both have therapists. It's amazing. Therapist sounds so funny. It sounds, sounds American. American. Yeah, absolutely. Like we see psychologists, you know, f- like for what we're going through with any area mm. in life. Like mm. it doesn't have to be like you're going through something really yeah. Yeah. Heavy. It can be literally just navigating how to support your stress response. Yeah, like, definitely. And like, it's always something then you can take with you for long term. Like yeah, self-growth is so essential for. 100%. Because like we even ask both of us, like we find stress probably is one of our bigger drivers of mm. causing fatigue for us. Because obviously we have like personal stress going on. Like we shared on Instagram, but I've shared plenty of times before, like our mum's in a nursing home with dementia and obviously that causes a lot of stress yeah. for us. There's and then, lots of types of stress, like emotional yeah, stress, stress and then like your day-to-day work stress. So it's yep. how you're managing it. Like I guess stress is somewhat inevitable at the yeah. end of the day but it's how we manage it. Yeah, 100%. And just like coming from like a place of like self-love yep. and how can I support myself through this yeah. stress. That's how? A, yeah. yeah, That's a good point actually to add to the stress. I think I guess we could talk about stress all day but like – People think like there's only one form of stress, but stress can come so so many forms. Like so, we mm. get, obviously shared that um, our personal life stress there with like our mum. But then you can also have like um, foods that are inflammatory foods stressing mm. you out. You can have a stress for a relationship, chemical like environmental environmental stresses. stresses. Like there are so many factors that can cause the body to be essentially mm. stuck in that sympathetic nervous mm. system dominance that then causes adrenal exhaustion and then causes chronic state of fatigue as well. So. I think that's a really big thing is like yeah. if you're looking at all these underlying areas, you can't not address stress. So I hope that yeah. kind of gives you guys a bit more insight. But I think just to quickly like summarise the stress side of thing and how you can support that here on out is just, you know, creating boundaries with work, seeing a therapist. And a lot of people use the excuse. I always say this every episode. I think I've gotten a roll <laughs> of it. If you value something enough, you will find the money for it, guys. A lot of time seeing a psychologist is confronting it's, it's we're scary. so lucky if you do live in australia like with yeah, mental, mental health care plan. plans yeah. it's so accessible these days and like, like it's any anyone who kind of sits there being like i can't afford it guys there's always an option yeah like and also just put yourself first like just yeah. you know your health is literally everything if you're yeah. not flowing from like a full cup then how can you give yeah to your work, how can you give to your loved ones? Like you have to prioritise yourself and make yourself number one, which I know it's always easier said than done, but it is a non-negotiable. And if you use cost as an issue, it actually costs you more in the future in issues Mm. and like stem on effects from not addressing Mm. your underlying root causes in the future. I heard a really good quote this morning, but I can't re-quote it because I can't remember the exact (laughs) word. But it was along that side. So, yeah, our really big point is like – Put your mental health first. Mm. Like you've nothing to lose by seeing a therapist, even if it is a life coach or a um, clinical psychologist or a registered psychologist. Yeah. Um, or there's counselling services, but like there's amazing meditation apps, like Headspace mm. and things like that that do free trials. Like you can start simply and work your way up if seeing a psychologist feels too overwhelming. Mm. But it is really something that can be extremely beneficial and yeah, to do the work. It's normal. To yeah. go see one. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I wish I could normalise it more in males though. It's still yeah. us females. Like it's – I had a young boy come see me recently. Oh, he was so cute. He was like 19. <laughs> and he like been seen a therapist for like last three years and he was just like – I was like, can you please spread the word to more males yeah. out there? Like this is normal and good. Yeah. Males like – like I know men have their different ways of therapy and things like that but like mm. it was just – Oh, I was like, I actually, and from such a young age to be mm. supporting that. I, I said to his mum because I actually see his mum as well. I was like, oh, like I can't believe you got your son like. Did, yeah, and she's like, no, he wanted to do it. Like I said, you know, it's really good to do it at a yeah. young age and stuff. And I was like, that's so, so amazing. So yeah, 
Um, but yeah, anyway, hope that kind of like touches on that side of thing. I feel like stress does deserve a really good five yeah. minutes on this podcast because it's like a massive thing. One of the biggest things. Um, next one that we'll talk about our thyroid. We have spoken about thyroid before in terms of mm. factors that are affecting weight, but mm-hmm. also because your thyroid controls so many mm. different functions and areas in your body, it of course plays a big role with energy mm-hmm. as well. So um, yeah, it's essential for many body functions. So including the breakdown of your nutrients, so breakdown of fats, proteins and glucose. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we see a lot in clinic is hypothyroidism. Yeah, very You've got a sluggish or under-functioning thyroid. Very common in women. So yeah, fatigue is a big symptom for that. Um, also weight gain, poor libido, um, low mood, constipation yep. can all be symptoms Elevated related cholesterol. to and, um. Also, you can see a lot of these symptoms with your thyroid still being within reference range mm. but not optimum. So once again, if you've been – now, this is never a hate on um, anyone or any practitioners, but um, if you have seen your GP and you just – you think it's not – like you're still feeling – you've been told it's fine but you just mm. don't feel right, like get a second opinion um, because a lot of the time, yeah, your TSH will be within reference range but it's in the upper higher mm. levels of that – reference range um and you're going to start to see subclinical Mm. um. and there's lots of ways i think we spoke about it maybe briefly on our last podcast with um weight balance but there's lots of ways you can support your thyroid Mm. functioning there's lots of nutrient precursors that are required for your thyroid gland Mm. to function like iron um iodine selenium zinc Mm -hmm. vitamin d they're all they are all such essential nutrients. Or so, cortisol. <laughs> yeah, so we need to support how, yeah, your body's regulating yep. and how your thyroid's functioning and further yep. investigating why it's not functioning. Yep, so that's a really, really important one. Um, number number four, four, sluggish digestion. Mm-hmm. Do you want to touch on that? Yeah, so I guess essentially we love talking about gut health, but your gut honestly controls everything mm, in your like, body. It's like the powerhouse of the body. It is the powerhouse. Mm. So we need our gut to be working really well mm. to support optimal health and well-being mm-hmm. essentially, especially when it comes to down to the breakdown and absorption mm. of our foods. That's what we're talking about. If you have things like low stomach acid production, bacterial overgrowth, inflammation, parasites. if you've got celiac disease, parasites, if you've got gastritis or ulcers, so many different mm. factors can be affecting nutrient malabsorption, mm. even intestinal permeability, which um, people more know the phrase leaky gut, where mm. which can be caused by stress, alcohol, mm. lots of other reasons that increases. Prescription medications and everything. Yeah, like that can impair your nutrient absorption as well. So how the gut is functioning and working plays such a, yeah, a pivotal role with 100%. how you're feeling. Yeah. So energy, of course, being a mm. massive one with how you're breaking down like, your foods. I can't believe how many people we treat in, pa- in, in patient, mm. in clinic, um, when we support their gut microbiome and mm. investigate that. And um, I never want to, again, treat that. Um, you'll find that, yeah, their energy, they come back to mm. us being like, oh, my God, I have not felt this good in like 10 years. Like I feel amazing. Yeah. So it, and it's not just taking like a probiotic and then your gut to be working well. No. It's A, looking into what, why it may not be functioning optimally as I listed quite a few different oh. things like your, yeah, your enzymes and your gut, how they're breaking down your foods, your stomach acid, bacterial levels, all of that. Like don't get, like a lot of people get stress. sold these. <laughs> yeah, stress. People get sold these bloody 
powders that just annoy me so much. I see them yeah, on like so unfortunately. I mean, like it's hard because advertising is so good these days. So you're like, yes. okay, yeah, it's gonna fix my gut. But and they got a testimonials being like, this gut powder saved my life. <laughs> I don't have no bloating anymore. Like, no powder's gonna stop your bloating. Like, you need to find what's causing yeah. your bloating. Like, there's so the if you are noticing, so complex. Like, yeah, if you're noticing digestive concerns, then. It's really important to further investigate, mm. but even if you're noticing fatigue, but you don't notice obvious digestive symptoms, there still may be, you know, something going on. Mm. You still may have low stomach acid production, but not have symptoms or like low pancreatic enzyme. Like it's so important to further investigate. So that's why when someone's presenting with fatigue, we're going to look into all these drivers mm. with what's impacting that. Yeah. I feel like I say mm, too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, when I was really listening to the podcast recently, I was like, I think we said mm, too much. Sorry, guys, if we said mm, too much. <laughs> Being a bit scout today, did I? Um, <laughs> okay. So. Poor sleep quality. Poor now, sleep this is quality. actually. Yeah, that's probably why I'm being a bit all over the place. <laughs> I think I stayed. I keep staying up too late watching the bloody OC. I oh, know. Um, we need to practice what we preach. We do. So, actually, this one is, once again, very obvious, but very commonly overlooked. Mm. Like most people don't ever – like they at their core they know how important sleep is but like the amount of people we see that don't sleep well and obviously that affects their energy massively. Like mm. they just – like and once again like obviously this sounds like basic knowledge but it's not just about the hours you're mm. having it's how like deep sl- sleep quality. quality you have. So And not having interrupted and also having good sleep hygiene. So in the sense of being mm. like you don't want to take any more than 15 minutes max to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're taking more than 15 minutes and it's called poor sleep hygiene. Yeah. Um, the brain actually, I remember listening to this, um, doing, reading this paper that um, I think it was like two neurologists did some studies and research. I can't remember who it was by. But um, and they looked at actually how the brain physically shrinks when it doesn't get enough sleep like over time. So because scary. the brain has these little cells and I think they're called oh, – I can't remember the actual scientific name of them, mast. No, they're not mast cells. Anyway, and they essentially are like the brain's janitors and they mm. go through the brain and clear up all the like unwanted dead matter. Mm. But what happens is when you don't sleep, it goes and clears up good matter that's required, so hence the shrinking of the brain. So mm. sleep is so important. Mm-hmm. Like to be honest with you, it's the most important thing. Like really, like if you're not sleeping, it yeah. affects your whole life so yeah. badly. So a few things just with sleep is like obviously generally speaking, seven to eight hours of really good quality sleep, mm. taking no longer than 15 minutes to fall asleep. Having that really good nighttime routine is going to make a big difference. So like, you know, once again, this is a very hard thing to do in this modern day and age, but screen time. Mm. Lot, as we talking about those. Yeah, as we're watching the OC tool. But last night I watched the OC and then I read my book for about like half an hour and then I had such a nice deep See, sleep. So I'm lucky I don't have any problems sleeping. I well, I probably could have fallen asleep, but I was like, I need, I know I need this more wind mm-hmm. down and no blue light. People hate me. I fall asleep before the plane takes off. Yeah, you're one of those. See, I don't, I'm no bad sleeper, but a little bit more of a light sleeper. So I really have to prioritise like sleep hygiene. But yeah, ideally like if you can 20 yeah. or even 60 minutes before bed, no technology yeah. or blue light, have like something that just makes you feel relaxed. Some of my clients love like meditation mm-hmm. or what's it, white noise? Yeah, white noise, yeah. Um, what babies listen to? Yeah, <laughs> there's like different ones though. Yeah, but there yeah. Are. 
listening to some rain or yeah, like read a book, have yeah. a hot bath, like just do something that makes or you Or even feel listen relaxed. to a podcast that's not um like just not read like not having to look at a screen. Yeah. And it's insane. Like also once again, pe- people wouldn't really know how a nutritionist's role in supporting sleep is, but I am it like amazed by some of the changes my patients like fixing their gut. Like one of my because pa- um your uh, melatonin production there is an element of melatonin production in the mm. gut mm-hmm. so once again one of my patients who have like she was in a she's menopause like on hrt i think mm. anyway sorting working through her hormones working through her gut she's like three hours a night three hours i was like mm. how did you function now she sleeps eight hours through the whole night um mm. and that's from working on her gut her hormones her nutrient deficiencies and now mm. she obviously produces adequate melatonin production mm. and it's amazing so, yeah, well, so many neurotransmitters are producing your gut like mm. dopamine serotonin mm. melatonin like that's why you have to look at your health holistically you've got to look into all these underlying drivers how it's functioning and working so not just popping if pills, you feel like you're pills. having perfect sleep hygiene principles but you still are having difficulty mm-hmm. that's when it's good to further investigate yep. Yeah, if like um, you feel like you like listen, do your meditation or read your book, have a yeah. bath, put lavender oil on, <laughs> you know, put your and it still takes you an hour, hour or yeah. two to fall asleep. Then definitely, actually, one thing I want to add with the sleep thing: a lot of people are in denial about this, but a lot of people just need to go see a psychologist. Like, as in, they it's not just the one thing, but a lot of people can't fall asleep because they've got so much in their mind oh, and stress. stress. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. they're busy throughout the whole day. They distract their mind and then they get to bed at night and that's the one yeah. time they can't like not think about switch these off. things, switch yeah. off. And a lot of time they've got like a lot of stresses, you know, personal life things and stuff like that going on in their life and they don't want to deal with it and that's when it really comes out in sleep. Yeah, so, or just like, yeah, really prioritise stress management with meditation, like whatever works for you as well. I just hear a lot of my patients just don't deal with like stress. Yeah, if you feel the need to see a psychologist, absolutely. Or maybe if you're unsure, then that mm. is a good time to see it. But yeah, like at least start, as we're saying, with the foundations mm. of some meditation, even like deep breathing, which I know it sounds so And simple. exercise. Yeah, just do these kind of core foundations. And if, of course, you're finding that's not helping, then that's good. To and sugar up. at night as well. I mean, like yes. Not Stimulants. having sugar, which is funny enough. Yeah, so no coffee after like 11 a.m. as well. Actually, we'll mm. quickly do a recap. Exercise daily, hit your water goals, no caffeine after like 11 o'clock, have a good mm. nighttime routine, no sugar at nighttime. Um, if you suck blue at Blue light technology. Blue light technology. I mean blue light. Yeah, blue light, yeah. Blue yeah. technology, sorry. Yeah. And anything else? That's the main ones. Yeah. I don't know. How, some people, <laughs> I don't know how people have caffeine at night, honestly. But some people aren't. It's how you metabolize my it. My mother-in-law. She's my mother-in-law. I'm not married. But anyway, she's my mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> she has coffee just before bed. Mm. Um, okay, so our last one, number six, is blood sugar imbalances or mm. something we see all the time. Big one. This is you if you're hitting a slump at 2, 3, 4 mm. p.m. and or if you you're hungry. Afternoon's fiesta <laughs> if you're hungry. Like one of our friends, if she listens to this, she's going to know who we're talking about. She's like the ultimate hangry girl. <laughs> she like needs snacks always on hand. Um, but, yeah, so that's a big sign if you're getting these crashes or feeling really hungry, irritable, like – yeah, you want to kill someone. Yeah, that's a sign your blood sugar levels are not balanced. So um, ways that we really want to ensure we're supporting blood sugar regulation is balancing out our meals with having more complex low GI carbs because it's not spiking your blood sugar mm-hmm. levels compared to more refined. What are refined. some examples of low GI? So brown rice, quinoa, sweet potato, beetroot, um, 
Yes, yeah, starchy and veggies. balancing it with protein. That's so protein's really essential for stabilizing the response. So always make sure you got some protein in each few meals, especially even having a protein rich snack around like three p.m. Which can, which say can even be, a little handful of nuts and seeds or some yogurt. That's really good for just stabilizing that response and getting like you through till dinner. Chocolate protein balls with monk fruit or stevia that are sugar free mm. and just literally taste mm-hmm. like a chocolate. Yeah, ball. and healthy fats as well. Really essential, mm. like nuts seeds avocado and if you've got like underlying like your pre-diabetic so your insulin resistance which we see all the time in clinic Mm. that's going to disturb obviously that disturbs your blood sugar regulation Mm. um and things like that so it's really important to we look we can look at your fasted blood glucose in clinic insulin Mm. hba1c all those things to see what's happening insulin's also affected by your stress oh, and, and sleep, sleep yeah. as well so there's yeah once again it's not too interlinked there's yeah lots of underlying factors but balancing out your meals is a really good starting place having food or having breakfast before your first coffee is non-negotiable yeah don't have coffee on an empty stomach so yeah that if you're getting the slumps throughout the day make sure you're having also your coffee after at least give yourself like 20 30 minutes after brekkie mm. um and yeah balance out your meals have protein rich snacks they're all like really important yeah, foundations so low in protein like i can't believe how many people we see in clinic yeah. on a daily basis that don't like have like a bowl of cereal for breakfast or like things like that um, it's just very common Western diet, yeah, like refined. Is. And also a bit of intermittent fasting, which we can do a whole episode on this, is actually really good for blood sugar regulation because it supports your body to be more metabolically flexible. Mm. So it can go from burning di- different substrates as fuels versus primarily glucose. Mm. So when you run out of your glycogen stores, you can then switch to burning fat stores. But if mm. someone who's not very metabolically flexible, that adaptive time period is not great and mm. then hence they get the really bad hangeriness whereas i find i i did pretty much like don't really ever get hangry mm. like i find i can go like ages mind you you know what i can't go ages without what guess lollies no fun day lollies i mean what do i what do i have to have by Coffee. like yeah by oh, like yeah, eight she, or nine o'clock i do like a test the other week where i couldn't have anything to like 11 or 12 o'clock. you just like stare at me with like death eyes i don't even try to talk to you if you haven't had coffee i'm like i'm give not it that now. bad darling. Oh. just been a bit burning the candle end of this year if i if all my nutrients are good i feel good <laughs> I feel um, good. But, yes, so really essential to look into blood sugar regulation. Mm. You can also get your blood sugar levels faster tested and your insulin yeah. tested to see that through blood work to see With how that's all regulating. Your pure health and nutrition. <laughs> yeah. We'll um, you. yeah. So to summarise today, guys, there is a lot of points there that are going to be causing you fatigued and a lot of people just get so used to feeling like crap mm. and you don't have to feel like crap. If you're having more than like – two shots of coffee a day needing more than two shots of coffee mm. a day um like it's okay if you you know if you have a little bit more sometimes but it's more mm. if you've, you're reliant on it or mm. if you're relying on other stimulants mm. then you know that there's going to be something underlying going on so this mm. is where things like yeah looking into your iron b12 vitamin d um looking into your, your stress adrenal gland stress thyroid your digestive system your sleep quality and blood sugar imbalances mm-hmm. as well as do we even talk about um food in general or we kind of touched on it. like, And then, yeah, really the probably I would say what well, we already touched on it, but let's make it a point seven is making sure you consume three balanced meals a day, which come into the blood sugar regulation. Blood sugar, but, yeah. but making sure you're actually eating – actually, we didn't – I've got another one. Making sure you're eating enough 
That's a big one. A lot of people are under eating and that's why they're fatigued as mm. well. But it's not like you can't see it. It's not usually just one thing mm. that causes fatigue. Meanwhile, Nicole's staring at me looking like she's really tired and she's like, shut up, Kirsty. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, stop going on when you're finishing this episode. But um, yeah, no, making yeah. sure you're eating enough because a lot of women are eating like a thousand calories a day and trying to lose weight and they're just – Feel yeah. like shit because they're so like your body's you're starving your, your body, body to thrive to feel good mm. to look after yourself. Yes, exactly. So we have one more episode left of the year after this one. Oh so next week, gosh. next if Wednesday. Anyone has any recommend? I mean, not recommendation. Any um Re- requests? Sorry, let us know. Um, maybe we'll even do like a question box on Pure Health. That's page. a good idea, actually. Like, we'll do a question box. We haven't done that yet. We can do like a bit of a Q and A. No, obviously we've got plenty of ideas of what we want to talk about and lots of health topics. But this time of the year, I know it's nice to just have some lighthearted. Yeah, because we've got yeah, we've got a lot of really so good. So let ones us know coming. if you want like a health topic for next week, or if you want just more festive tips or just general Q and A tips, Q and A, anything really. We do a rapid fire one again. Rapid fire. Um, um, and yes. then. And then also Nicole and I are fully booked for the rest of the – you don't have any spots left? Definitely fully booked, yeah. Yeah, so we're fully booked for the rest of the year for 2022. Um, I think Holly has a few spots left, so if you want to book in with Holly, you can see her in person on Fridays and Saturdays yeah, in clinic. Yeah, be her last week. Yeah. Yeah, 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 true. Um, and then otherwise we open back. We're sh- clinic shut from the 23rd of December to the 9th of January, so please book in from the 9th of January. I don't think I have really have anything till February available to be honest with you guys, but um, yeah, book in with booking in, book in with Nicole or Holly, um, and then uh, oh, final like we're gonna end this podcast on a positive, but I think honestly the nightmare of my clinic fit out is just <laughs> doing my head in, but I think we should have a clinic open sometime in the new year. Um, mm. it's just been. It's in the works. It's in the works. It's just been a very testing year with that, yeah. um, but we will get there. Anything else? I think. Oh, and then, yeah, if you guys want, check out our programs on our website. We've got our Ultimate Reboot program and our Holistic Weight Loss program. And we've got like month-to-month options, three-month or six-month memberships where you're getting like mm-hmm. weekly accountability check-ins, weekly recipes, access to a Facebook group. And mm-hmm. You get a phone call every two weeks. You get access to your nutritionist Monday to Friday. Email them as much. And then we look into like gut testing, One hormone testing. Mm-hmm. everything like it's and it's yeah not a cookie cutter plan but the reason we developed these programs was just a structural way to support people because mm, we, we found, found it, that works best. yeah because people would be like you know four weeks or two weeks between an appointment they're like i have questions and they mm. can't you obviously can't just talk to their practitioner so mm. we've created these programs that give people so much support and we've got hundreds of amazing primarily women mm. but we work with males as well i'm working have worked and also working on their programs at the moment so yeah it's really rewarding mm. for this beautiful pure health community that we've created so if you want to join the Pure Health fam, um, yeah, book in with us in the new year. But anyway, we hope you guys got something out of today. Um, if you're feeling like this is you, then book in for initial consultation and we can send you off for the appropriate blood work to be done and then we can start helping you feel your best. <laughs> Woohoo. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys last week, next week. Last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Our brains are so Oh, no. Sorry. Today. today you've had to deal with Bear a bit of ADHD, today. Kirsty. Um, but we will talk to you guys next Wednesday. Yeah. Before Chrissy. Oh, oh last one. And yeah. enjoy the rest of your day, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.